Good morning. Good to see you all. All looking bright and cheery. All excited. Good. Uh, always nice to see those smiling faces coming back at you. With, uh, no. Especially poor old Ian here. Got a text yesterday saying he's not too good. So I started thinking, right, okay. <laughs> it's me tomorrow. All of it, yes. But it didn't happen, so never mind. I could do it if I want. Oh, thanks, Ian. I've got your notes. Anyway, um, I've got a picture I want to put up on the screen. Could you pick it up for me, please? There we go. Fantastic. So here we have the traditional nativity scene uh, with the addition of the DeLorean time machine. Um, so if no one has ever seen the film Back to the Future, uh, the, the premise of the film is they take a pretty poor, rubbish American car that couldn't really pull its own weight with that engine. And uh, th- this doctor makes it into a time machine that they could go back and forward uh, in time and space. And uh, they're really good films. If you're bored over Christmas, uh, have a little look at those. They're really good. So uh, the film, uh, the premise around it is a, a young guy called Marty, who's this teenage lad who's kind of uh, trying to work things out in his own life. And he gets to know this guy called Dr. Emmett Brown, a crazy doctor they call Doc. Uh, I always think of my father-in-law uh, with long hair. Uh, so if any of you know Bob, my father-in-law, watch the film... Murray! That's Bob. So anyway, I always have a laugh. <laughs> Gary! So I always have that, yeah, I always have that giggle in mind's eye that uh, I'm watching my father-in-law on telly. Um, and one of the things that Doc does, he says, look, this is an amazing time machine, okay? You could punch into the, the computer on the dashboard the date where you could go back somewhere, okay? And uh, the, the Doc says that one could go and see the signing of the Declaration of independence, and on the DeLorean, uh, he, he punches in the numbers uh, zero, uh, zero four zero seven seventeen seventy six. He can go back in time and actually see the signing of that, and then he says, or indeed witness the birth of Christ. And I'm like, ha ha ha! <laughs> and he punches in twelve twenty five zero 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 zero. Which is probably not that date, but, you know, it was quite... Um, but it got me thinking, asking this question, okay, the DeLoreans just smashed through the, the stable in Bethlehem, as it were. What if you could actually go back in time to that very first Christmas, that very first moment when Jesus was born? What if we actually had the capacity to do that? Now, we've, we've got reference in Scripture... We can read, most of us, we can read um, what the Bible says, and actually we're kind of like, okay, but it actually doesn't give us everything, does it? It doesn't give us the real intimate kind of things that you want to know. The smells, the sights, what do the shepherds look like? Does Jesus actually cry as a baby, or as the, is the carol correct? No crying he makes. Leave that one there. I have my opinions. I just want us to take a moment this morning just to think, what does it look like? Probably not like that, with a massive car smashing through. What does it look like? Who are you with? Are you with the Magi? Are you with the family? Are you maybe just a bystander that's heard of all the commotion that's going on in here? 
are you with the shepherds? Who are you with right now? Just take a moment in your mind's eye. Maybe close your eyes just for a few seconds to, in your mind's eye, smell the smells or feel the warmth that's in the stable that's coming off of the animals around them. Or or maybe you're with the angels just feeling the warmth, that brightness, that shining on your face as these heavenly angels turn up and just start singing celebratory songs of the arrival of the king. Just take that minute. Just take that time now. Now, I think it'd be good as well um, at some point is maybe to talk to somebody about what you saw. I'm not going to take the time now because we're not pushed for time, but I think it'd be good just to maybe afterwards over the cup of tea, cup of coffee, just say, where were you at? Where were you? What is it about this story that actually if you were able to go back in time, who are you with? Are you actually with Mary and Joseph or these shepherds? The wise men. Actually, do you feel this morning that you're just in a house that's the other side of Bethlehem and you've got no idea what's going on? For me, I'm always standing next to Joseph for some reason. When I go in my mind's eye, when I'm reading the scriptures, I'm with Joseph. There's something about Joseph, this carpenter, uh, who has this young wife who has just given birth to someone else's son. God's son. What are his emotions are like? His feelings. You can see it. For me, I see it in his face. Actually, I think, what about the annoyance that he has that he's only able to find a stable for his young wife and the son of God? Is he frustrated about it? But all of that is totally eclipsed when this child is born and he hears him cry, make a sound for the first time. All of that is pushed apart, aside when he sees his adopted son. So take these feelings, these thoughts, these pictures that are in your mind's eye, and dwell on them. It's what we're meant to do in this waiting period of Christmas, to dwell on everything, to dwell on the story of Jesus. But don't stay there too long. Don't stay there too long. See, the the beauty of the DeLorean is is you can come back to the future. You can come back here. Scripture tells us in Isaiah 43, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. That doesn't mean that we forget this wonderful story. But Jesus doesn't stay a baby. He grows up into that man who saves us. So Jesus is doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing in our lives, in this church. And we need to come back to the future right now. Bernard, whoever's next. Good morning. 
For those of you who don't know me, I'm Norbert. I'm one of the, the elders here. Christmas is fun, isn't it? It's awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> um, I think one of the challenges, though, um, is that we all know the Christmas story, don't we? Jesus, Mary, a few wise men, um, stars, and all that kind of stuff, right? But you know what the danger is? The danger is that sometimes it can become a little bit too familiar, right? And we just kind of let it just slide by and just focus on on the presents and the gift-giving and all that kind of stuff. Um, and sometimes we forget the actual true meaning of it, right? Um, the true meaning, the true reason for the season. And, and a lot of times we forget that Jesus actually invaded our planet, came to live among us, performed miracles, demonstrated that he loved us, and died and rose again so that we might have life, a fulfilling life, and life spent in, in eternity with him. I remember growing up in Jamaica, um, and some of you who were here last week may remember my daughter, Anna Kay, talking about Jamaica and that it will be a, a nice, cool 27 degrees forecast for tomorrow. <laughs> if it dips below 25, the jumpers start coming out, right? <laughs> it's freezing. But of course, growing up in Jamaica, of course, you know, Santa is all different, and there are no, you know, big red and white jumpers and, and long flowing bottoms, or whatever you call it, right? Trousers. Um, it's all different. Probably shorts come out and, and, and T-shirts and so on, and, and lots of carols start, start singing. Um, but it just came to me just a little bit uh, a few, few weeks ago. heard this poem <clears throat> at All Souls. And it's entitled Santa versus Jesus. I thought it was a little bit different. Um, and a little bit unfamiliar for us. It's by a guy called Glenn Scrivener. They say there's a big man who lives far away, supposedly jolly, but it's hard to say. I've never seen him and neither have you, but the children believe whether or not it's true. He's known as a loner with many a quirk. No time for a chat, he's taken up with his work. He keeps to himself for most of the year. I reckon we're grateful he doesn't appear. We send him requests for particular needs, but we never hear back. Who knows if he heeds? We try to be good and give his arm a twist to merit our place on his blessed little list. And maybe one day if we do what we should, he'll give us our things so long as we're good. I've had it to hear. I'm calling his bluff. He's a weird, moralistic giver of stuff. <laughs> Granted, this rant is a strange one to pick. But listen, I'm not really after St. Nick. As strange as he is, and Santa is odd, I'm really addressing most folks' view of God. It's God who we see as a distant big guy, an ancient, invisible St. Nick in the sky. He sees you asleep. He knows when you wake, he's watching and waiting to spot your mistake. And just like with Santa requests, we hand in. We want all his things, but we don't really want him. That's our connection with old Father Christmas. We might dress it up, but it's essentially business. 
And throughout the year, good behavior is our onus. When Christmas rolls round, we're expecting our bonus. Just leave us the gifts, Nick. We've been good enough. And then just please just push on. Now we've got all our stuff. And then, I mean, Santa's interesting and kind of curious, quirky. But no one really wants him to share their turkey. <laughs> I'm sure his ho-ho-hos are sublime. But I fear what he'll say once he's drunk or mulled wine. That's old, Saint Nick. But the picture rings true. It's how we imagine what God is like, too. But Christmas resounds with a stunning, not so. The one from on high was born down below. To a world in need, he did not send another. God the Son became God, our brother. He drew alongside, forever to dwell, our God in the flesh, Emmanuel. This God in the manger uproots all our notions, a heavenly stooping, divine demotion. Born in a stable, wriggling in straw, fully committed to life in the raw. Santa gives things and then goes away. Jesus shows up to befriend and to stay. Santa rewards those with good behavior. <laughs> Jesus comes near to the broken as Savior. If you don't like God, I think I know why. You probably think he sent Nick in the sky. You're right to reject that faraway stranger. This Christmas, look down to the God in the manger. Ian's going to uh, speak to us in, in just a few moments. Before he does, uh, let's remember again uh, the Lord Jesus Christ um, who came down, was in the manger, but became our Saviour. Lord Jesus Christ, you have come to us. You are one with us, Mary's son. Let's stand, shall we? I thought it was good when uh, Gary spoke at the beginning and um, asked us to put ourselves where we would be in that nativity scene. And uh, I was struggling a little bit and I realised actually I wasn't with anybody. Um, in my picture, I was just on my own. And probably looking around at all the other people in, in the picture, uh, but really, not really, probably wouldn't have understood who they were. Uh, but imagine if you could go back to that first scene. That's, that was quite powerful for me. And... Um, we're going to sing Oh Holy Night later on in the service and really you'd, you'd just say you'd fall on your knees. Uh, you wouldn't get used to Christmas, you would just fall on your knees, hear the angels' voices. Uh, it'd be amazing. So what are some of the things that happen at Christmas? So anyone can ask you this, answer this. Uh, youngsters, old people, people in between. Nothing happens at Christmas. Presents. Pardon? Presents, two presents. We've got a present here, waiting to be opened tomorrow. Can you guess what it is? 
Pardon? Lots of food. Lots of food. That's the other thing we do at Christmas. Lots of food. It's not food. Don't come up and lick anything. Well, it actually, it might be. You never know, do you? What are some of the other things that happen at Christmas? Verena said you don't actually know, do you? She's right. I don't. I don't. I have no idea what's in there. You're quite right. But if you want to light the candle tomorrow, best behaviour. No, you're lighting the candle. Don't you worry. What else happens at Christmas? The Queen's Speech. The Queen's Speech, who stays awake. I mean, it's really important, but normally we're nodding off around that time, but it's good to listen to the Queen's Speech. What else happens at Christmas? I bet some of you have been to one this year. Oh, no, we haven't. See, Adam's got it. He's got the jumper, he's got the attitude, he's got everything. Clever clogs, isn't he? Who's been to a pantomime this year? Alan's daughter. That's how you know, see? So you know. And another one over there, Fiona. Excellent. So you went to one this year? Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, yes, she did. That is feeble. Right, we're going to give it another go. Oh, no, you didn't. Excellent. So what else goes on at Christmas? Family time. Oh, no, it doesn't. See, that's how to do it. Oh, no, it didn't. Come on, I'm not feeling well. I'm really making an effort. You've got to help me out a little bit. Okay, who's looking forward to tomorrow? Yes. Oh, no, you're not. Oh, yeah, got that one. See, you're looking at you, don't know what's in there, do you? It's going to be good. What's the best bit about tomorrow? Church. Church. Bad jokes. Lunch. Presents. What else? So, so we've got food, presents, church, family. Celebration. That's a big theme about tomorrow. We've all got to celebrate tomorrow. You're all going to be dancing tomorrow. Just want you to know, we're going to call up volunteers. If you don't put your hand up, you're going to get called up. You're coming up on the stage, Arena. We've already got you earmarked. Arena's volunteered already. Who else wants to come up and dance on the stage tomorrow? I just said if you don't put your hand up, you're going to come up. So you're not listening to me. Tomorrow's going to be a lot of fun. Arena, you're definitely coming up tomorrow. We're going to have a lot of fun. So uh, what time do you open your presents tomorrow? After lunch, really? Oh, you're a bloke. What was your one, Sarah? Seven o'clock. After. Oh, some at seven, some after lunch. See? You open some today? You're going to spoil my talk. You're not supposed to open a present. Oh, are they going home tomorrow? What's the excuse then? <laughs> Who opens up the presents Christmas Eve? Well, where are you now? Are you in Germany? What is wrong? <laughs> I like that. I might open up presents. Early. We're not opening this one early, though. This is tomorrow. I want you to get very excited about that tomorrow. What other times? Any, who's early? Who's really early in the morning? What time do you, do you open your presents? That's not early. That's not, if you'd known me as a youngster, you'd realise that's middle of the day. Anyone, anyone earlier than seven? Oh, leave it at me. Five, five to seven. Five to seven. <laughs> you here tomorrow? 
You're not? Okay, you can dance now. Get up and say, for being clever. <laughs> okay. Who knows the day of Christmas Day? None of us? All right, all right. Now, who knows the date we celebrate the birth of Christ? Oh, clever folks over there. Tomorrow, what's the date? 25th, 25th of December. Well done. Oh, no, it isn't. Oh, yes. That's right. Okay, clever. What day did we celebrate it last year? Oh, no, it wasn't. Okay. Gary said, let's go back to the future. What day are you celebrating it next year? Very good. Very good. 25th of December. Brilliant. So we know the date that we're going to celebrate Christ's birth, which is brilliant. And it is great to look forward to things. The people of Israel were looking forward to the Saviour coming. But for them, it wasn't a yearly event. It hadn't happened. You know, the thing that we celebrate every year now hadn't happened for them. They'd been waiting hundreds of years. I'm just going to read from Matthew 1, uh, from verse 20. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Really interesting, that prophecy, isn't it? Do you notice, uh, when we go back to the future in our DeLorean car, you know, you go backwards to the nativity, we're going to look forward to tomorrow. Those people then have been looking forward for ages. You notice that the verse is written in, in the future tense. You will give birth to a son. It hasn't actually happened. We don't get to the present tense till Matthew chapter 2. You will give birth to a son. You're to give him. So when, it, when he comes, you're to give him the name Jesus. And why is he giving the name Jesus? It says in there, wasn't it? What's the reason? Because the Lord saves. The Lord saves. God sends a saviour for me and for you because he will save, it says, people from their sins. What do you do, if, unless you're Jackie and her family... There's a little clue there. What do you do before Christmas Day? You wait. You wait. In England, we wait. You wait to open the present, right? You wait. You wait to open the presents. But they've been, been in this period of waiting for so long, this time of expectancy. In fact, it was 700 years before that that prophecy was given in Isaiah 7. The virgin will give birth to a son, and they would call him Emmanuel, which means God with us, God with us. What a privilege that is. But they'd waited and waited and waited. The Spirit hadn't been poured out on all people. We wait to open it. We do, unless you're the White family, in which case you open them a day early. No, don't get out of it now. It's part of my it's part of my talk now. So now it's <coughs> excuse me. Now it's happening. Matthew chapter one verse twenty three is quoting Isaiah seven. They didn't know when it's going to happen. You know every year and the date that we're going to celebrate Christmas. So when this happened, imagine you're going back to the past, ready to leap into the future. When it happened, it was amazing. When you're putting yourself into that scene, it's amazing. We sang, light of the world, you step down into darkness, open my eyes, let me see. Like the angels, like the shepherds, like the magi, we can only respond, well, here I am to worship. Here I am to say that you're my God. 
This is God himself being born to us. For us, a child is born. Wonderful counsellor, prince of peace. So I present myself to him, and we all must do the same, and say, take my life and lead me on. You're my saviour. You're my brother. You're my friend. You're my God. This is incredible. So we look forward to tomorrow. It's hard to imagine the excitement and get caught up in how they were. They were waiting more than just once a year. They were waiting what for them would seem like eternity, but when it happened, they worshipped him. So let's look forward to tomorrow morning. Who's looking forward to tomorrow morning? Oh, no, you're not. I'm running out of energy now, so it's good that you're getting involved. But it's not yet, though. Is it, Jackie? Not yet. It's coming. Tomorrow's the day we open our presence and we'll feel the presence of Christ in our heart. Tomorrow is the day. See, Rowena understands. Some people don't. But you know we're going to wait till tomorrow. We're going to open the presence and we're going to look forward to the presence of Christ in our heart. But not yet. Tomorrow is going to be the time of celebration. Tomorrow is the time when we give gifts and we receive gifts, especially we receive the gift of Christ, God's indescribable gift. We open presents, we give and receive, so it reminds us that it's God's, he is God's gift to us. But for now, the gift box remains closed. But we'll look forward to tomorrow when there's very much audience participation, whether you put your hand up or not. Okay, let me pray for you and then I'll hand back over to Bernard. Lord, it is hard to imagine where we'd be in that picture if we could indeed go back to nativity. But I'm sure, Lord, if we were there, we would react in the same way all others did and we'd fall on our knees and worship. And I pray, Lord, that we would be worshippers, that we'd set aside, set aside <coughs> our lives for you. The baby born in a manger to grow up to be the saviour of the world. What a huge event. And we give you thanks. And we look forward to celebrating that with you and giving you thanks tomorrow. In Jesus' name, amen.